0: Welcome to another Spring Break Bonus Podcast. I am Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm sitting with Crystal. Hello. Pastor of Women. I'm Kathleen. Hi. And she is the Women's Ministry intern. And Sterling, you all know Sterling. Hi. <laughs> she <laughs> is the right-hand person for Crystal. Actually, you're at her left hand. You sit right beside her.
1: Technically left hand. Yep. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get the window. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we are sitting here today. And the topic for today will be mentoring. But before we get into that, Crystal's just going to give us a little bit of an update on what's happening in women's ministry.
2: Ah, after uh, spring break, we're going to start up a new study on the Book of Ephesians. And it's going to be running in um, Abbotsford and in Mission, two different places. Yeah. Uh, Abbotsford and Mission on Monday nights, both. And then uh, in Abbotsford on Wednesday mornings. Uh, The dates and the times and everything are all on the website, so we encourage you to look it up. If you look on, there's a thing to click on campus um, at the top of our new website, and if you click on Abbotsford or Mission, you'll see the different options. So it's going to be on the Book of Ephesians. We wanted to have a study that talked about the church and what the church means in this new life of being the church with a new campus, and Mm -hmm. so we're excited about that. I was
0: thinking about the Mission Campus. If you are a listener and you prefer small groups, you might be interested in joining the Mission Campus on Monday night. Because mm-hmm. it's a smaller group than your Monday night here at Abbotsford campus
2: yeah, well it'll be a whole new group too yeah. so there won't be mm-hmm. there won't be set uh, people like yeah set groups already so. but if
0: you're from Abbotsford, they would be comfortable with the teachers because they would know the teachers yes, That's so
2: true. it'll be Thalia uh, Carolyn and myself doing the teaching on Monday nights there, and then a bunch of other people uh, doing the teaching on Monday nights here, so myself again, and Thalia Nancy Steiger. Um Carol Duskin, Leslie Allison here, and then on Wednesday morning Sterling's gonna add to the rotation. And uh, Rebecca Meeker. Oh and Kathleen is also gonna teach Monday nights. So mm. yeah, so there'll be a good group of us, a lot of variety. So mm-hmm. that'll be really fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that and to have each woman shares and teaches so differently. Um, but we'll all be looking through Ephesians together so people will bring out different aspects based on who they are and that's exciting. I know, it's gonna yeah. be good. Yeah, so we can sign up online. We'd love you to register ahead of time if you could. Yes, we would. So <laughs> <laughs> it makes it so much easier yeah. to know how many people to get ready for.
0: And I guess we should talk about Easter Sunday. That's mm-hmm. coming up, not this weekend, but the weekend after. So pretty quick.
2: Yeah, I get to MC in Mission actually that week. So we're having a like a seven AM, 7, seven thirty AM <laughs> service there, and then a ten thirty <laughs> service. So that'll be fun. That'll be my first time MCing there. It's the and then, same service. Yeah.
0: But there are hot cross buns at the 7.30 a.m. service. Yeah. yeah,
2: extra incentive to get people there. <laughs> and then here at Northview, the same service times as normal, plus as well as 7.30. Is it 730, 7.30 or 7 o'clock? 7.30 here, yeah. yeah. And, and a good hot fr- cross buns. Right. <laughs> I've never been to a 7.30 a.m.
0: service. You haven't come to the ones no. before? Ooh. Oh, okay. No, it's a little early for me, but yeah. I am this year at the Abbotsford campus. I've committed to that. So I get not have cross buns. I am. Um, i uh... <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so really probably been... stop at Tim Hortons first. <laughs> <laughs> motivation. Yeah, it'll be good. And we also have Good Friday services here, yeah. 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Good Friday. And last year I went to the Citywide in Abbotsford. It was at Seven Oaks. I don't know what it is this year. So probably the same if it is. I'll, I might go to that.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah, it was fun. It was very interesting. And there are Citywide services in Mission at Cedar Valley Mennonite. I know because I had to announce that.
2: <laughs> when you're emceeing <laughs> in, in Mission, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go.
0: Okay, so we, today we're going to talk about mentoring And we are doing this topic because Crystal and Sterling and I and Kathleen, do you get asked this question all the time about mentoring, or not so much? Not really. Okay. More you guys. Okay. So the three (laughs) of us get asked a lot. Actually, almost every week, somebody will ask me about whether we have mentoring at Northview. So I'm gonna be the MC. I'm gonna ask Crystal a lot of these questions, but the rest of us will pitch in. So Crystal, do we have a mentoring program in women's ministry?
2: No. There is no button that you can click on on the website okay. for that.
0: <laughs> what about in any other department in our church? Do we have a mentoring program, like an official mentoring program?
2: Not official, no. Like in men's ministry, um, none of the other ministries have that. We have an internship program, which some people see as a mentorship. Um, and there is a small component of mentoring in that, but you know, out of the 80 hours that Kathleen and I spend together in two weeks, there's maybe one hour that's one-on-one. Okay. So it's uh, more of a just come alongside and learn, the ministry, just by absorbing and walking alongside, it's not a specific, it's not designed as just a one-on-one mentorship program. It's more a group training, group classes, group involvement in the church.
0: Okay. And we have the teaching associate program, which is very similar. similar.
2: Yeah. So someone like Greg Harris would just be doing life of the church as a normal pastor and would have occasional meetings here and there, you know, that might be one-on-one, but it's not a not a regular focus of that's what they're doing every week
0: yeah so if you're looking at the website just like crystal said there is no button that says mentoring (laughs) now sterling do we have plans to start an official mentoring program at any point soon
1: no we do not (laughs) (laughs) okay
0: that's good to know for people so crystal are you mentoring anyone now outside of sterling and kathleen
2: no, no one on an individual basis. Every year I have different groups, like a discipleship group maybe of 12 or 15 people that I will work through curriculum with as a kind of a test group, um, do those kind of things. And then I work with all the leaders that are under me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a commission, women's commission, we meet as a group. Um, I'll meet with the teachers who are working in our departments, and we'll meet as a group and do training and teaching. But it's all group kind of mentality
0: group mentorship group mentorship group group yeah
2: so there's lots of leadership training going on yeah. it's just happening in group settings of you know six to fifteen people kind of at all times
0: yeah so yeah. if you don't have a mentor and you're not mentoring someone where do you get your support i wonder if people would be wondering that
2: um it would just be a variety of different people depending on the need i think for what kind of support i need um all the pastors on staff here are great and mm-hmm. i've gone to lots of different people for lots of different things um, friends, uh, my husband, when I need to talk through things on a re- really practical level, my parents. Um, there's other women leaders in the church or in the community too um, that I've connected with that I'll ask questions of or they'll be praying for me. So I have yeah, lots of relationships with people. I just don't have someone that I meet with weekly or regularly um, on a specific agenda or curriculum, I guess.
0: Okay, so if we think that mentoring is something that's good... Um, where would we get this from in the Bible? So, Where would people come up with this idea that mentoring is good and they should be mentored and so why don't we have this program? Where would they get that from?
2: Right, so the whole word mentoring is not even a biblical word um, but we see examples of it throughout scripture. So in the Old Testament uh, you have times like with Moses had Joshua as his right-hand guy all the way mm-hmm. through his ministry and so Joshua kind of learned the ropes as he was just walking alongside Moses and everything that he mm-hmm. was doing. Uh, You see Samuel being trained by Eli. He comes as a young boy to the temple, and he's trained by him. Um, Jesus was with his disciples, um, but again, that's a group. He's training the 12, and every once in a while he'd take out the three, um, but it was kind of a a training and a mentorship by example and by walking through life together with them. Uh, Later, Barnabas and Paul, like if you look through Acts and then the epistles, you see them kind of building into individual people's lives. So we see this model happening um, where people are having people walk alongside them in ministry, and then these people are kind of going on and branching off into their own Mm -hmm. ministry after that person dies or after they get new responsibility. So it's something that's shown within scripture. Uh, Titus 2 is one of the big chapters that is kind of used for both men and women. I'll just read um, a little part of that. It's actually uh, more towards women in terms of a mentorship focus, uh, how people read it. But it says, Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. And this is the part that people focus on. Uh, this is verse three. They are to teach what is good, and so train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. And so, people will take this passage to say that younger women, or sorry, older women, are supposed to be in mentor mentoring relationships with younger women. Um, So we're going to talk about that a little bit as we go on, because I think there's definitely a call for older women to train and to teach. Uh, What that looks like, though, is maybe what we need to talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so in any way, if you're listening to us, we want to validate that mentoring is important and valuable, and we see examples of it in Scripture. Mm -hmm. So we don't in any way want to slam it or knock it or anything like that. But if we see such good examples in Scripture, then why have we not done mentoring in women's ministry or why don't we now and I know that we have thought about this topic in advance and so we have some advantages and disadvantages that we've put out for our listeners to look at both sides of the mentoring yeah to think think it through Yeah, yeah to think it through okay so let's first look at the advantages of mentoring what are some that we have come up with
1: well for me just to have older women who have greater life experience then me has been really beneficial to just be able to see how they live life, ask yeah. questions. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's
2: one of the neat things of your job is you get to bump into lots of women of all different yeah. kinds of ages, right? And ask. There's like
1: 120 mentors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do. Yeah, one time on a Wednesday morning.
3: <laughs> uh, I know for sure that um, just as I how I am as a person, it's a lot easier for me to, for me to talk one on one with people. Yeah. Than it is in in groups, so that's definitely. A benefit having the opportunity to just kind of single somebody out a little bit and yeah. then pick their brain mm-hmm. it's uh, easier to do that for me with um, just another person and they can be a lot more candid with you yeah. in that kind of environment too and that's uh, yeah that has been really helpful in the past yeah like true.
2: yeah mm-hmm. um, another advantage is just practically families are more fragmented now mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people you know a couple of generations ago may have lived close to their mom or their grandma Um, people that they can naturally ask questions to or their aunts or people Mm -hmm. that have grown up in the same community. And now it's more people are more all over the place and they maybe don't have those natural relationships of people they can ask questions to. So having that within the church, um, there's an advantage to that for sure, having those relationships.
1: Mm -hmm. And the way that our church is structured, like a large church, you still might be missing that sometimes because Mm -hmm. we're divided by age. You've got your young adult group and your youth group and so... Mm -hmm. It's good to have to be intentional about finding people of different ages and experiences because we might not we might not have a reason to meet those people with things we regularly go to.
2: And there's enough people to get to know within our own age group. Yeah. <laughs> to think of moving beyond those steps it can be yeah, exhausting. Yeah, be a sometimes. Lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I will hear repeated stories of women that we know that have been helped by having an official mentoring relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Someone that's spoken into their life over a mm-hmm. long time and been an encouragement, mm-hmm. yeah. or been like an adopted grandma—those yeah. kind of people. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the disadvantages then?
2: Well, we've tried to set this up in the past. Uh, we actually had one women's retreat where we spent a significant amount of time uh, promoting it, and then trying afterwards to set up some kind of programs. And we found that lots of people want to be mentored, but not very many people wanted to be the mentors. Yeah. There was people felt they were dis not disqualified, but unqualified uh, for that role. They didn't like that pressure of feeling like they needed, to, that they had to be a mentor. So people weren't willing to put up their hands for that. Or they said, I will mentor somebody if someone else will mentor me. <laughs> like <it was> this, <laughs> A little bit of, ah, I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready for this.
0: And for me, the disadvantage in mentoring is that you learn from only one person mm-hmm. and you don't get the diversity of thoughts and opinions that come with a group. So years ago, there were four of us that got together to do a little bit of a mentoring sort of accountability relationship, and I wouldn't have chosen the those four, four of people? us. Yeah. Yeah. One was particularly opposite for me, and I probably, you know if in my total humanness, would have said, <laughs> oh maybe not that person, but realized later that having that diversity, I learned a lot from every single one of those women, and sometimes even particularly from the one that was very different than myself. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge learning experience mm-hmm. for me.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, in Bible College, I led a life group one or two times, and uh, having been part of one, I know for sure that in some situations, the leader you get stuck with isn't always the most natural fit for you. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I put that lightly, <laughs> um, sometimes, but I think in those situations, the best thing you can do is to, um, well, as the leader, just try to learn uh, from the person that you don't mesh with very well, just to get take the time to understand why their brain works that way and yeah. to simply appreciate it. Yeah. And attempt mm-hmm. to respect it. You're saying it can be awkward. Yeah. Right? yeah. It can yeah, it's just it can be dicey, right? sometimes you can come from very different understandings mm-hmm. and just how you approach things can clash mm-hmm. a lot. So it can become a very tricky relationship to navigate. Yeah. And then when yeah.
2: when things become awkward for us we often just withdraw because rather than hurt yeah. somebody's feelings We'll just say, oh, I can't make it this week. Or, oh, maybe we'll do it next week. Yeah, and we'll slowly kind of withdraw from a situation because it is just awkward for us. yes. And we don't want to, yeah, continue that relationship.
3: Yeah, but the good thing about those awkward relationships is usually mutual. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You usually can both tell. So if if it gets that bad, you can just like... Just voice it? Yeah, just like bring it up lightly. Like, hey, you know, we're not like the... They'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then you'll just be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out, usually. <laughs> it usually ends up it's boring. Yeah. It's painful, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think another disadvantage when you have an official program is just the, the pressure that it puts on mentors. And I think, like what you were saying about the retreat, with nobody wanting to be a mentor, it's because there's this immense pressure of, I need to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to fix this person's life. And yeah. That's a lot. Yeah,
2: which isn't <laughs> what we were intending. No, but that's the but way that's how people feel. That's, that's, how, that's feel. how people would interpret it. Yeah, because yeah, we all know that all of us have stuff and we're going through life, mm-hmm. trying to do the best we can, and we'll mess up here and there. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, but theres feel like this pressure that you need to have it, a certain amount of things together. The time commitment can be a huge disadvantage too. Um, people have busy lives, and to yeah. think of slotting another thing in uh, is just daunting for people often
0: yeah and many women don't realize what they have to offer they don't necessarily realize their own skills their wisdom maybe some of the things they've gone through they don't feel qualified we talked about that before that they can actually sort of give something to someone of a different age
2: no because you slowly learn lessons yourself so they don't seem so such a big deal Mm -hmm. you don't see the aha moments in it anymore (laughs) but for somebody else hearing you speak they're like oh that's really good wise words <laughs> like oh okay <laughs> i didn't know that yeah. yeah.
0: i know for us in women's ministry and in the care department we may think that we know a lot of people at northview but we don't really know everyone very well mm-hmm. so it's hard to make good matches so people will phone me or phone crystal and ask us to set them up with someone but i don't even necessarily know the full personality of the person i'm talking to never mind somebody who would be a good fit yeah. so it's really hard for me or for crystal or sterling To make that kind of a match, it's Mm -hmm. easier if people make their own matches.
1: Yeah, if it happens naturally. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, Sterling, you had a funny story about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes, like I'm in the young adult age group, and sometimes girls my age will ask me about finding a mentor or they want to be connected with a mentor, and I I just tell them to to trick the older women. (laughs) I mean, mean, not to scare anyone, but (laughs) just to go. My secrets out. Yeah. But just to go to something, go to where you're going to find women, like a women's Bible study, or or go where you're going to meet people, volunteer, and just start asking questions and listen to their life stories and their experiences. They don't need to know that they're mentoring you. <laughs> it's a friendship, right? And you can ask, oh, hey, how did you do this? And how did you work through this thing in your life? But you don't have to... It doesn't have to be
2: all formal. It doesn't have
1: to be formal. You can just sort of naturally go, and you're intentionally learning from that person, but... But you don't have to tell them you are.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And that's not taking anything out of anybody else's time. No. You're going to places where you'd mutually be together anyways. Mm Yeah.
0: Crystal, you had some biblical verses that you wanted to bring to this topic.
2: Um, I just was looking at, you know, as I looked at this whole idea of mentoring within the Bible and saw all these great examples, uh, the other things that people pointed to were just verses uh, in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, and Philippians 4, verse 9 where Paul just talks to the whole church and says, just follow my example as I follow the examples of Christ. So he's putting himself kind of in a mentoring role, but not to a one-on-one person. He's saying to the whole church, I'm living this way, follow me.
0: Yes.
2: Um, and so he's not seeking out individual people. He's just saying, as a group, uh, follow what I'm doing, follow, uh, follow in the way of Christ. In 1 Peter 5, verse 3, uh, Peter's talking to the elders of the church, and he's saying, be examples to the flock. Mm-hmm. So again, it's this idea of this group mentorship. Like, yes, you are a leader, but you're mentoring kind of this group underneath you, the whole flock. So it's not talking about one-on-one all the time. So I I think what we're seeing as we go through the Bible is that there are specific um, times where there's one-on-one mentoring mentorship that happens, like we talked about Samuel and Eli and and moses and joshua but there's also lots of just group mentorship that happens as people lead and as people follow them Mm -hmm. and there's relationships that take place and occur in training that happens so it doesn't have to be individualized people read titus 2 and they think oh this is a model for individualized one-on-one well it doesn't say that one-on-one it just says women older women train the younger women to do these things so that can be in a group that can be informally over coffee that can be Um, in a formal setting where they're teaching a class. But it's not prescribed that it has to be a one-on-one relationship.
0: So then with that, how do we see mentoring happening in women's ministry?
2: So basically like that way. Like I said, as I'm leading groups, people, I'm leading people in groups and we're learning together and we're learning from each other's wisdom and through scripture mostly, uh, primarily. And then as we reflect on scripture and how it impacts our life, we're learning together. Um, when we come, when you come to a women's ministry event, you'll be assigned, well not assigned, you'll be able to choose a table group to be part of, and there'll be seven other women around that group mm-hmm. who can be potentially mentors for you, or you can be mentors for them, and they can go vice versa. Yeah. We had one woman who came in one time just very broken herself, and about three weeks in, she realized that she had stuff she could offer to somebody else. Right. And she was able to feel like she could give too. She wasn't coming in only mm-hmm. wanting to receive. Yeah. And so I think that group setting is just really healthy and you can find a group of people and if that if after a semester you want to choose a different group because there's nobody there that really, you know, you feel you can learn that much from, then that's fine too. <laughs> like it's fluid, it's open, there's nothing awkward, there's nothing forcing you into a set group of people.
0: Cuz we often want to or maybe I should just speak for myself. I know that I often would love to just pick my own table mm-hmm. and pick my own people at that table, people that I sort of designate as people that I want to hang out with mm-hmm. or learn from, and that kind of thing. But the benefit I see in women's ministry at the table is it's a mixed group of people of ages and stages of life and experiences and it initially feels awkward and uncomfortable and you think, How am I going to survive this table? <laughs> and then eventually, over the course of the twelve what often twelve weeks yeah. that you have a session. Yeah. There, the friendships are formed and it, it's just amazing
2: to see the bonding that happens because we are Christian women mm-hmm. and we can speak to each other's lives. Yeah, and we're studying scripture together yeah. and it's impacting us and changing mm-hmm. us and we're way too quick to make snap judgments about know, people yeah. based on a first conversation yeah, or first encounter we don't realize the depth of experience and wisdom and insight that that person has mm-hmm. and we need to spend the time we need to invest yeah. in people and then you'll see the riches that they have to offer you. So.
1: Yeah. And it's such a benefit to have diversity in your relationships and we don't necessarily always seek that out but when you kind of find yourself with a mix of people you don't know they're all so different from mm-hmm. each other and yeah they can offer things that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah.
0: I know for me in the care department I often will have people come with a specific difficult issue and I will often offer okay would you like to meet with another woman that's gone through something similar and sometimes they'll take me up on it but actually quite often they won't And that's very interesting to me. They don't always want to meet with someone who's gone through a similar issue. So it is possible, but it's not that mentoring thing. It's a little more of a casual sort of coffee thing just so they realize they're not alone and there are other people at Northview with these kinds of issues.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So I would say if you are an older woman out there listening to this, to think about the wisdom that you have, to think about the experiences you've gone through, to be willing to engage with younger women who come asking you questions I think sometimes a fear of older women is that the younger they feel that like the younger women don't want to connect with them or they feel like they're insecure about how to connect or the younger women will judge me or whatever and just say no like the younger women want that kind of relationship so get over your own fear mm-hmm. about reconnecting with that and be willing to share and be willing to be part of groups
0: yeah
2: and for younger women I'd say yeah I don't feel like women's ministry is any kind of barriers that you have to be married with this many kids and a stay-at-home mom or whatever in order to come. You had a great table, Kathleen, this Mm -hmm. last year in Monday Night Bible Study, and there were all a lot of young girls there and then a couple older people, and it was just great
3: to see Yeah,
2: a bunch in their 20s. Um, So don't categorize it as that and stay away because uh, there's people of all ages there, and it's just a great way to find mentors. And if there is somebody... And if you're going through a tough time and you see somebody in that room that you think can really help you, just approach them and say, yeah. look, I'm really struggling with this. Yeah. Because of the story you shared one day or because of this, I think you could maybe help me walk through it and yeah. just take the courage to do that. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Yeah, and when people do it, it's, it's, it's exciting and it's encouraging. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But you have to be there initially to build those relationships to know who those people would be yeah. that you can ask. That's what we would say, is get yeah. involved
0: in a group. And if it's not women's ministry because that doesn't work for your schedule or whatever, then get involved in some other small group. Yeah, We have um, other people who meet with Christians from you know, their school or from right. whatever. You know, in the way they're serving through kids' ministry, we have groups that have formed out of that or maybe they're vertical edge leaders or whatever.
2: Yeah. The precepts group here as yeah. well on Thursday nights, there's lots of people there. And as you listen to them share, if you're at the precepts group... And you think there's a woman there that you'd like to connect with? Yeah, take the step and go Mm -hmm. do it. Make that connection. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, it's a shorter podcast today because I think we've sort of exhausted the topic. (laughs) (laughs) But you can feel free to email us or phone us or talk to us in the hallway about this and push and pull on this topic. As we appreciate that, we're always open to that. Mm -hmm. Crystal, would you mind praying for us? No, I do not mind.
2: Lord, I thank you um, for any moments that there are um, that there's a willingness for us to learn and to be taught by others. Lord, I thank you for the times you bring us to those places of humility where we know that we need others' input into our life that we don't understand uh, where we're supposed to go and how we're supposed to go there. And Lord, I just thank you that you place us within a body and within a community so that we can ask those questions of other people who maybe have been somewhere before um, can help us find the way. So, Lord, I thank you uh, that you are a God of relationships and that you put people together. Lord, I just pray for the women of our church. I pray for people who are struggling, who want uh, input from older, from more mature women, Lord. I pray that you would give them the courage just to come out, to be part of some of the things that are going on here at Northview and to find uh, women who can speak into their lives. And in that process, Lord, I pray that you'll also help them to understand what they have to offer to others so that we can be mutually blessing. Each other, Lord, I just thank you uh, for all the women in this church who are willing to give of their time and to give of their energy, uh, and to share with others around them. I thank you for all our table leaders and for all our all our large group leaders, our precepts leaders, Lord, all the women who are willing to invest in others. I just pray that you would bless them for that, and that you would open all of our eyes to the ministry opportunities that we have right at our fingertips, Mm -hmm. with our daughters and their friends and uh, our neighbors, um, all the ways that we can show your love. So Lord, uh, we pr- praise you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak on these things and just pray that you continue to lead and guide us as we seek to follow you. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time.